Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Prep Report here on the Big Ten 70. It is indeed time now to go statewide with Wisports.net. Norbert Durst is the basketball editor at Wisports.net for girls basketball and also handles other sports, including volleyball and softball. So, Norbert, first of all, thank you for joining me here. Um, you know, we we get to this point in the season. We're a couple of weeks out from seeding the playoffs and talking about the postseason. There's still a lot of things going on, though, as most conferences are either well into or just making that turn into the second half of conference play. I want to start with some area teams before we dive into some of the statewide topics. I'm going to start with our game of the week on Friday night, Middleton and Madison Memorial. This game, uh, back in the first meeting, Memorial won, I don't want to say easily, but handily. The meeting this week takes on a lot of intrigue because, unfortunately for Madison Memorial, Mia Morrell is going to miss the rest of the season with a knee injury. So, Norbert, uh, I guess, first of all, welcome to the show. Second of all, uh, this matchup on Friday night, this one is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, it definitely got a lot more intriguing after the injury. And, you know, injuries, unfortunately, are part of the game. And we've already seen a number of them this season. And a couple, uh, you know, the top two teams in Division One have both lost. A couple that are one of their top players. And now Memorial, you know, loses me and Morrell. A big loss there. But, you know, Memorial still got a lot of talent on that team. But I really think that should be a, a lot more intriguing of a matchup. Um, given, you know, Morrell's injury. Um, and, you know, this, this time it's a home game for Middleton. And, you know, Jeff Kine's going to be ready. He's going to have that team ready to go. But, you know, um, it, it sh- should be really interesting. But, you know, even without the loss of Morrell, even with the loss of Morrell, um, you know, that Memorial team is really good. They took, you know, we talked about this before, they took um, Middleton to, uh, was a two-point game in a sectional semi last year without uh, Kapanis, and obviously Morrell was at Marshall last season. So, you know, even even with that loss, Memorial's a really good team, but obviously morale has been such a great player for them this season, so they're definitely going to have to change how they've uh, – how they attack the rest of the year. You know, it's interesting because last year, uh, Kapanis had an injury earlier in the season, you know, very early in the year. Mm-hmm. So it's something that this team has already gone through, right? They've already missed a top right. player for a chunk of a year. And as you said, last year had tremendous success with the players around them. And a lot of those players that got that valuable experience last year stepping into bigger roles, well, a lot of those players are still back for this season. Right. Now they just got to pick up a little bit of the scoring that maybe they haven't had to do this year just because, you know, they've been – They've been rolling, you know, 15 wins already, no losses. And, you know, now it's just a matter of those other kids that last season had to step in in those scoring roles. Now they they, uh, need to step up again for uh, Memorial. On the other side of that, Middleton, you know, sitting at number four in the coaches' poll, uh, this is a team that was in the state championship game a year ago. They still have Satori Tannen, still a very good basketball team in their own right, and had a lot of juniors that were in the rotation last year that are now seniors. So in terms of an opponent in the Big 8, in terms of you know all the things that you put into a big-time basketball game, it certainly seems like the formula is there for what could be a pretty good show here on Friday. Yeah, and you know Jeff Kine's team – as the season progressive, they normally improve. And, you know, that uh, that early loss, just one loss of the season, but that early defeat against uh, 
Memorial. I'm sure that lit a fire underneath them to realize, you know, what level they need to play at in order to um, get a return trip to the state tournament. And, uh, you know, those kids are going to be ready this time around, you know, uh, to Tori Cannon, obviously, Evie Coleman's uh, been playing very well for them and had a great run last year for them. So she'll, she'll look to uh, increase that scoring load in those big games as well to help take a little bit of that pressure off Tannen. But, uh, you know, it's uh, defense might be a big thing there because, you know, Memorial's been really bringing it in that full court. And, and Middleton, you know, if they look go to that, uh, that zone defense that got them to the state tournament last year. But, you know, maybe they'll keep that in their back pocket for a uh, – a sectional matchup. We'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. They, these teams could meet very well. They could be meeting again uh, once we get into February and March because uh, most of the Big Eight is in the same sectional, which means that, yeah, there's a pretty good chance of seeing a third meeting perhaps be uh, between these two teams. Uh, we're talking to Norbert Durst, by the way, of Wisports.net, a big Memorial Middleton matchup on Friday. You'll hear it on the Big Ten 70 beginning at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Another big game that happened in the past week, Norbert, was between Aquinas out of Cross and Beaver Dam, a couple of teams that hadn't lost going into that game in a number, you know, in years really, uh, against a Wisconsin team. Aquinas' streak goes back to 2017, and at the time, Beaver Dam streak went back even further than that. 87 games going in. I think uh, you, you had your math corrected by somebody, and then we were joking about our our uh, our lack of math prowess on Twitter. But um, either way, Aquinas beating Beaver Dam seems significant, just in the aspect that. Uh, you know, Beaver Dam has had this run and seemed almost invincible there at top D2. And now, as a coach's poll reflects, well, uh, they've shown to be a little bit mortal given given that uh, they've had such a long and dominant run of success at top D2. Yeah, and, you know, there a lot of things came into play there. But, you know, Aquinas was a better team on Saturday. And, you know, I thought going into that game, uh, Aquinas maybe had a little bit of an edge, was not expecting uh, a contest like that. But, you know, you get going fast and, uh, Aquinas got some big threes to start the game. Um, and uh, Jada Donaldson, who was guarding Lexi Donarski to start the game, got a couple quick fouls. You know, those things factored in. And, you know, Aquinas is just really, really good. And, you know, uh, even though Beaver Dam did lose that contest, you know, they're, they'll figure it out. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this earlier in the year. It's not the same Beaver, Tam, Beaver Dam team that we've, that we've seen in the past couple of years. But they're still a very good team have a lot of uh, great players on the squad. But uh, it's just a juggernaut of Aquinas that, uh, you know, ended that long streak. And, you know, dealing with, with their coach, um, you know, not being there. Um, you know, the high school kids deal with a lot of stuff and an added distraction and, you know, something where they're, they're thinking about their coach, um, you know, de- definitely does affect that game. But it's, it really just comes down to how, how good Aquinas is because, you know, they're a team that could compete against uh, the top division in the state. Norbert, you mentioned Tim Chase, who was recently diagnosed with cancer. He was on the program last week and, you know, talking about everything that went into that. It's neat, too, to hear last night that uh, between Be- Beaver Dam and Baraboo, they had a they had a contest at halftime, and uh, Baraboo High School got in and uh, helped donate to uh, Coaches versus Cancer in honor of Tim Chase. So it's cool to see the high school community rally around that. And, um, you know, really, when, when the news came out last week on Monday, uh, John Mason published a story in the Wisconsin State Journal. I mean, I think it kind of it kind of shocked everybody because this is this is a pretty a pretty big deal. It's a, obviously very very unfortunate for Coach Chase and, and the Beaver Dam community and the and the girls basketball program. But uh, boy, it's been you know heartwarming to say the least to see how much support has come out just you know from coaches from other fan bases. Uh, you know it, it's been kind of neat to see just how uh, everybody's rallied around that. 
Yeah, definitely, you know, because you can be uh, competitors on the court, but when something like this happens, you know, it's good to see the embrace across not just, you know, the Madison area, but I think across the entire state of Wisconsin. It's really good for the sport to show that there's support in uh, each corner of the state. Norbert, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know you know about Beaver Dam just in terms of uh, where where from here because I mean one loss in the regular season is not you know it's not earth shattering or anything like that they still have a very tough conference to play in and I think last night showed that DeForest and Reedsburg played in a one point game last night uh, the Badger North very competitive right there at the top even uh, with Beaver Dam having a long run of success they've had in, in conference play Badger South uh, more the same although Oregon got a big win last night Monona Grove and Edgewood uh, kind of nipping at the heels a little. But uh, and of course the Big Eight with Memorial Middleton now Sun Prairie kind of all in the mix. Um, just in the Madison area before we branch out statewide, it just seems like some of these conference races, so many really good teams and teams that are going to challenge to uh, make deep runs into the postseason and all the way to Green Bay. Uh, it just seems like there's a pretty good level of depth among the top teams here, just in the greater Madison area. Yeah, and you know you hit it right on the head with you know how the Badger uh, North and South, you know, really competitive uh, conferences and. It's still wide open, as far, in my opinion, as far as who's going to get out of that sectional. You know, it's um, I, I still right now give give that edge to DeForest. Last night, you know, a big win over uh, Reedsburg, and they were playing without Maggie Trouch and uh, Grace Roth in that game. So you know, it, for them to grind out a victory against a very good Reedsburg team, you know, it's still at home, but you know, grind out a win right there. That's huge because you know when you're playing without. Oh, they're top two scorers and get a win like that. It really helps, um, you know, motivate those kids to say, you know, even if we are without some of our top players, we still have a lot of depth and the ability to make a deep run in the postseason. And when we talk about some of the uh, other, you know, teams that are kind, of, you know, we know about the top level teams, but some of the teams that are in pursuit there, um, you know, especially in the Badger conferences, but the Big Eight as well. Uh, I got a chance to see mm-hmm. Sun Prairie here just a week ago. They've got to turn it around a little bit. They had a, a bit of a swoon there in the middle of the year. They've started to turn it around a bit, but the Badger conferences again. I saw Monona Grove last night uh, look very good, hitting 14 threes against Stoughton. Um, I have seen, you know, as we just talked about the Badger North. Uh, some of these teams beyond just the, the the ones that are currently sitting high in the coaches' poll. Again, we talk about the depth just seems like in, in the middle of the pack to you know the top half of the conference and a lot of these area conference you can go to the capital and, and rock valley and beyond too but it just seems like there's a pretty good level of depth a, across the area and, and specifically norbert division three uh with the sectional that's got you know the, the platteville the hedge with the prairie du Chien, it just seems like there's a lot of a lot of quality uh, right here in the area yeah and you know division three is going to be uh that sectional is going to be a, a crazy ride because a lot of teams that are very capable of getting through that sectional. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting, that is for sure. But, yeah, a lot of great talent in the Madison area. And, you know, you could definitely see, maybe not in that Division three sectional in the Madison area, but that D2 sectional. You could see a team that maybe doesn't have, uh, you know, an eye-popping great record uh, at the end of the season, but makes a trip to the rest center just because of, you know, how competitive it is. And it's just about – you know, getting your best team going at the right point of the season. And in fact, at the end of the year, you know, a team with, you know, eight, nine losses could easily make the state tournament. But uh, definitely intriguing in Division Three. I think that division overall has the most intrigue to it, to not just in the Madison area sectional, but overall, who's going to take home the gold ball? And there's a lot of teams vying for it. So that one should be very exciting as we, we get into the, the tournament. And even at the end of um, uh, before the CD meeting to kind of see, you know, what teams kind of take that step forward or, um, you know, 
uh, make that big move, if you will, in uh, in those rankings and to get a high seed and uh, to get into that you know home game in a regional final and then uh, get into sectional play because you know Friday, uh, excuse me, Thursday night, Freedom is at uh, Wrightstown and you know those two teams battled the first time around, went into overtime, planning to be up there on uh, Thursday night, so that one should be a very exciting matchup. Norbert, we'll have you around for one more quick segment here, and uh, we'll let you get free. But uh, we'll first take a quick break. We'll be back right after this on the Prep Report on the Big Ten Seventy. Welcome back to the Prep Report here on the Big Ten Seventy. Rejoined by Norbert Durst of Wisports.net. Well, a couple final thoughts before we let you go and sign off from the program tonight, Norbert. Uh, we were talking before we went to break about the the you know. The playoffs, uh, all the things that go into that, I know that's still a little ways off. The next time we talk, we can probably dive more into it. But uh, intriguing here the rest of the way with so many conference rematches, uh, you know, I, I mean, we saw firsthand last night with some of them. And the game I was at, um, a game that was a three-point low-scoring game back in December, well, now it turns into, you know, a, a 30-something point route uh, last night. Uh, one of many examples, of course. But, boy, it sure seems as like a lot of the teams that had those those graduation losses and some of those younger players uh, uh, stepping into bigger roles uh, we've seen a lot of progression this year and that's allowed some teams to kind of raise their profile as we inch closer to the postseason yeah and you know it's that young talent sometimes you're not quite sure how it's going to pan out at the start of a season but normally as the season rolls on um, you know the kids get a little bit more confidence and experience at the varsity level um, definitely uh, uh, makes a difference because you know you teams like Sun Prairie with a lot of young talent could easily knock off uh, somebody in the postseason Definitely would be difficult for them, I think, to get to the state tournament this season. But, you know, they're a team that's equipped with a lot of talent and uh, the ability to, you know, cause some problems in that uh, Division One sectional that, you know, maybe, you know, sneak a win against Middleton or, you know, which would be wild here, but sneak a win against Memorial in, in uh, the tournament just because, you know, a lot of eyes are on that Memorial-Middleton matchup. And, you know, in, in Division Two, same thing. You know, you saw MG last night big win over Stoughton, all those threes. And if you can make shots like that, that's, uh, that's a great way to, to uh, make a deep run. Obviously, you know, live, live and die by the three a little bit there. But, uh, you know, even MG without, you know, graduation, McKenna Warnock, you think maybe take a little bit of a, a, a step backwards. But, you know, right there, a lot of uh, little different play. A lot of times with those teams that, you know, add those that young talent or kids that really haven't, had to score as much, but, uh, you know, young talent is, is key all across the state. And, you know, you need those young kids to fill the voids left from a lot of those, those big time players that graduated from last season. We talked about the young players, Norbert, but I remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation about this year's senior class and, you know, we, we talked about just the talent level in it. There's so many players that are moving on to Division One, whether it's basketball or in some cases another sport. And I, I just started thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, in a, in a boys' basketball season, if there's, you know, 20 odd, 30 players going to Division One, we're, you know, celebrating like, wow, it's a basketball hotbed. But boy, Wisconsin's been a, a girls' basketball, women's basketball hotbed for quite a while. And uh, this year, I think indicative of it, just given that uh, there's a lot of bas- a lot of great basketball players in the state of Wisconsin in this year's class of 2020. That are going to be going on to, to play at the next level, whether it's Division One through you know down through Division Three, um, and 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 I'm looking at the list for player rankings, and you just see some of the colleges attached, and it's like wow, there's there's really a lot of talent here in the senior class in Wisconsin this season. Yeah, I think uh, the the entire nation has done a great job 
getting into Wisconsin more than they have in the past. Um, and that's a credit to, you know, those players. Obviously, you got to be very good to get that attention. But out there, um, playing in those big events and even just doing well in the high school season because that still matters as well. But, yeah, a lot of talent in that senior class. And, you know, that definitely makes things even more exciting in a tournament because, you know, with all that, that senior talent, which one of those, you know, maybe can, can will their team to a state tournament. Maybe it's a um, – a Anna Mortag from uh, Brookfield Central last night. They got a big win over Germantown. Germantown was ranked third in the uh, third in the state. They're in that same sectional. Um, you know those those uh, like a Macy McGlone uh, from Hortonville. She's got she's helped her team to the state tournament the last few years. You know running into Beaver Dam the last two maybe three years at the state tournament in the state semifinal. You know maybe she, this is the year where she can help lead her team to uh, a gold ball. And obviously that would end that, that long uh, state streak for Beaver Dam. But, you know, you know, there, there's plenty of kids that Jada, Jada Donaldson who's going to Milwaukee um, did not, you know, do all that well against Aquinas in that contest. But, you know, she's a kid that, that can score a little better defensively than on the offensive end. But, you know, they'll definitely need her to score in order for them to get that, that gold ball at the end of the season. But, yeah, just a lot of talent in the state, a lot of high-end talent, and then, you know, obviously a lot of those mid-major teams. But, uh, um, you know, really exciting to see all that talent uh, moving to the next level, especially the Division One level. Kind of just shows other, other uh, states and, you know, just, uh, um, you know, coaches across the nation, hey, we got a lot of talent here, and if you're not already recruiting Wisconsin, you need to get in here and do it. Last thought for you, Norbert. Norbert Durst from WISports.net joining me. Last thought for you is just in regards to when we when we take a look and take stock of you know all five divisions and we look at some of the favorites, I think that there are some pretty clear-cut groups or even in a couple of divisions cases, clear-cut teams that are right at the top of the heap. Um, just Let's just go through the divisions quickly here and, and just take a look at some of the contention. I know Division 4, Aquinas, Division 5, Blackhawk, those are quite easily your favorites in those divisions, but uh, things going D1 through D3, you do have your group of uh, a group of teams that you would consider your favorites but you know with with the things that have happened here just in the past week uh it gives you some pause and it makes you think that perhaps uh, that uh things could be more interesting than maybe originally believed before the season started yeah and you know the, the division one uh definitely makes things more and more interesting without me and morell at memorial uh bayport you know did lose emma nagel uh about a month ago over a month ago now um, but they've been rolling. Uh, that one got a lot more intriguing if those teams do meet up in the state tournament um, just because of those, you know, both teams losing a key player to injury. But, you know, right now I still, even with me and Morell out, I still am going with uh, Madison Memorial as of right now in Division One. But, you know, that one's a tight one we could easily see at the state tournament, just like last year, maybe the top seed go down in that uh, state semifinal game just because of you know just how good division one is and adapt you know there's plenty of teams outside the top 10 that even have a shot to definitely get to the state tournament um and you know with division two with with beaver dam you know that long uh, in-state winning streak going down deforest um they have another game against deforest coming up deforest is looking to say that hey we're not just really you know a really good team in the badger conference we have a team that that wants to divide for a state championship as well. And, you know, they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. If they can get up to full strength, you know, that, that next matchup makes it way more intriguing. 
Hortonville, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they're, they're hungry, you know, getting to the state tournament is nice, but they want to come home with a gold ball. And right now they're playing some very good basketball. Um, and, you know, a lot of people probably think say that they're probably the favorite there, but, you know, even though Beaver Dam lost to Aquinas and Aquinas is just that good right now, I'm still holding with Beaver Dam in division two, you know, division three though, goodness, uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Sectional three seems like it's going to be where it's at <laughs> as it typically is, but boy, yeah. that is uh division three, man. You look at it and you just start scratching your head because you know, there's going to be teams at state that you're not as familiar with from just from based on. When you look at the coaches' poll, a lot of the teams are from the southern part of the state, but there's going to be, I think, a right. lot of intrigue once we get to the sectionals, just seeing some of the names that are there. Yeah, and, you know, Platteville has been rolling, uh, you know, 15 wins already this season, no losses. Um, wasn't overly impressed with them at the start of the year, but I think they've, uh, they've changed my mind on them, at least right now, um, playing very good basketball. But, you know, that sectional with Marshall – Prairie Sheen, you know, they still have to play Prairie Sheen a second time around. Uh, could definitely see them, you know, dropping a, a regular season contest. And, you know, sometimes it's that's all right. You can kind of learn from that loss anyway. But then, you know, that Freedom Rights Town, as I talked about earlier, that was a very intriguing one. Uh, last year, Freedom reached the state tournament. Rights Town puts up a load of points. Um, that, that one's kind of the defensive thing, you know, who can kind of figure out and get some stops in that contest. And even in more um, the northeast, uh, northwest part of the state, excuse me, um, wide open there as far as who's going to get through that section. You have St. Croix Falls, they're undefeated. They do play more uh, in the Lakeland West Conference. They do play a lot of Division Four and Division Five teams. So with that record, they are ranked, but really haven't been tested all that much this season. So that we'll see if you know that hurts them uh, coming into the. The, the playoffs, but you have teams like Prescott up there, Arcadia, Division Three. It seems like every year it's intriguing, but uh, this year I think it's a little bit more intriguing than past years. It's going to be a lot of fun once we get there. The next time that we talk will be right before, I think, the seeding meetings or even perhaps when the brackets come out. But, boy, we have a, a lot of fun in the basketball season yet to come here this season. Norbert, thanks for all your time and all the hard work you do for Wisports.net. I think I'm going to see you Friday, right? You're going to be there, right? You're going to be there at Middleton with me? I'll I'll be there. All right. Well, we'll probably uh, give you a, a headset and make you talk during halftime or something. So we'll put you to work, right? Sounds that's good. That's what we Perfect. do in radio. Norbert, <laughs> thanks for your time, man, and uh, we'll see you here in a couple of days. Thanks for having me on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.